Hello, folk. Uh, welcome to Shift Church. Uh, welcome, yeah. welcome to those of you who are uh, watching live on Facebook, or if you're catching up later on Facebook or YouTube or listening to the podcast, it's really great to have you with us. I'm Tim Carter. I'm the vicar at All Saints, Wellington, St. Catherine's Item. And I've got Liz with me. Say hello, Liz. Uh, hello. Good evening, everybody. Uh, it's great to be with you this evening. Um, I'm hoping my internet holds out because it was dying earlier. So uh, hopefully it will keep going. Um, do say hello on the stream and uh, come and join in um, with any of your thoughts or prayer requests. Um, uh, yeah, great to see you. Indeed. Um, and Liz is hoping her internet holds out. I'm holding my back holds out. So yeah. when I'm putting videos on, I might very well disappear and go lie down on the floor for a little while. So if I don't make it back, you'll know what I'm doing. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Oh, the joys are getting older. Anyway, there we go. Yeah, so um, I was wondering about, we're thinking about um, roots and things today uh, and being rooted. So I wondered we might have a, a quick just kind of icebreaker on what of your favourite plant. What's your favourite plant? I've given Liz no warning of this at all. You haven't. I haven't, but uh, if you're on the comments stream, uh, put your favourite plant in. Uh, if you're catching up later, then have a think about your favourite plant. You can thank God for your favourite plant. Yeah, I do. Oh, I think my favourite flower is sunflower because I just love the joy of it. I just love how it, um, it, it brightens up a room and brightens up the... It's just beautiful. Just the, and I like Van Gogh's painting of sunflowers as well, so... Yeah, I just I like I like daffodils too. Maybe I like yellow flowers. I don't know. I like dandelions, um, not dandelions, buttercups. <laughs> I don't even get dandelions. What have they done to you? <laughs> I like dandelions too. <laughs> I like most flowers, to be honest. Um, but I'm trying to think of a specifically a plant. Um, sure. You don't have to think of specifically a plant. The, um, what's its aloe vera is quite a cool plant. Why? Because it's healing. Oh, I see. And it's very prolific the way it grows, isn't it? The way it kind of can grow from a tiny little bit. And it's like, yeah. So what, um, yeah, join in on the stream. What plants do you like? What about you, Tim? I like beech trees. We've got a beautiful, our neighbour's got a beautiful beech tree in our next door neighbour's garden. Um, mm. And just the, the deep purple colours that the leaves go. Uh, they're really beautiful. Um, we've got a massive beech tree in the All Saints Churchyard. At the moment, I'm actually really liking the cherry trees, which are all in blossom. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. They're, they're very pretty. I went somewhere last weekend, which has got a cherry tree walk, and it, it's got lots of cherry trees, but they're all different cultivars, so they all blossom at different times. So there's always a cherry tree in blossom, which is uh, really cool, all the way through from early white ones um, uh, through to later purple ones. I'm not sure if those things correlate, but lots of range of colours, range of times. And uh, yeah, I've just been enjoying driving around Telford seeing all the cherry trees. Yeah, they are really stunning. It makes you you, you know feel like spring has sprung except for today it was really cold except today it's really cold and they're all going to get frostbitten and they all fall off and there won't be any cherries but apart from that yeah right we have a few favorite plants here um david says glad you're matching again well 
kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, David says the plant that gives coffee beans is his favourite. <laughs> right, so the coffee plant then. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ali loves wisteria. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. And uh, Becky loves... wisteria is. Pardon? You don't know what <laughs> did you just Did you just slur me? It's stuff that climbs. Yeah, and what do the flowers look like? Um, little white ones? No. <laughs> Ali, send Liz a picture of a wisteria, will you? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a natural gardener. You might pick this up. Um, Becky loves hydrangeas, blue ones. Mm -hmm. David likes church church plants. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. You saw uh, suggestions. I think. I was literally. I looked at that, and I was literally trying to think what plants does he mean in church. <laughs> That's terrible, David. But yes. Okay. Right. Well, we've we've done well with that. So. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be thinking about our rootedness in various ways, particularly uh, our rootedness, how our prayer lives, which is what we've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks, uh, a bit more than a couple, um, uh, can be rooted in God's word and how that can really deepen our prayer lives. And uh, for our spoken word piece this evening, we've got a really good example of that. Um, this is um, Psalm 31. Um, and each it's read each verse by a different Ukrainian uh, in all the different circumstances that they're finding themselves in at the moment. The Ukrainian church really finding this a powerful way to pray at the moment. So if you're just listening, the next couple of minutes are just going to be Ukrainian. If you want to follow along in an English version, you can find your Bible and listen along and read along Psalm 31. If you're watching, you'll see these different circumstances that these Ukrainian Christians find themselves in. Um, so uh, we'll pray along in our own hearts with that as uh, as we watch this. So here we go. Uh, let me just make sure I can do this right. So here we go. На тебе надіюсь я, Господи, хай не буду повік засоромлений. Визволь мене в своїй правді. Нахили своє ухо до мене, скоро мене порятуй. Стань для мене могутньою скелою, дом твердий, щоб спасти мене. Я зненавидів всіх, хто шанує повальних марних. Я ж не боюсь на Господа. Я буду радіти та тішитись твоїй милості, що побачив тобою моє, що приглянувся ти господи до моєї душі. І мене не віддав руку ворога. На місці розлоги поставив ти ноги мої. Помилив мене, Господи, потісно мені, від горя вже виснажилось кумайомлення. Душа моя і нутро моє. Бо скінчилось життя моє в смутку, а роки мої у квилінні. Моя сила спіткнулася через мій гріх, і виснажились мої кості. Я в усіх ворогів своїх став посміховищем, 
надтось усвідом своїм. І страхіттям знайомим моїм, хто бачить на дворі мене, утікають від мене. Я забутий у серці, немов той небіжник. Став я немов та розбита посудина. Бо чую багато шептання, страхання навколо, як змовляються разом на мене. Вони замишляють забрати мою душу. А я покладаю надію на тебе, о Господи. Я кажу, ти мій Бог. В твою руку кладу свою долю. Ти ж визволь мене від руки ворогів моїх і моїх переслідників. Засяй світлом свого обличчя на твого раба. Спаси мене у своєму милосерді. Господи, не дай мені осоромитись, адже я кличу до тебе. Нехай осоромляться нечестиві і змовкнуть у шоолі. Нехай заніміють обманливі уста, які зухвало зі зневагою, наговорюють на праведника. Яка ж велика твоя доброта, яку ти приготував для тих, що тебе шанують та на тебе покладаються виявляєш її перед усіма людськими нащадками. Ти їх у заслоні обличчя свого заховаєш від людських тенет. Ти їх від лихих язиків у наметі сховаєш. Благословений Господь, що вчинив мені милість чудову свою в оборонному місці. А я говорив у своїм побентеженні. Я відрізаний сперед очей твоїх. Та дійсно, ти вислухав голос благання мого, коли я до тебе взивав. Любіть Господа, усі святі Його. Стереже Господь вірних, а гордому злишком відплачує. Будьте сильні, і хай буде міцне ваше серце. Усі, хто надію покладає на Господа. Псалом 31. Wow. Yeah, really powerful. Yeah, really, really powerful to watch and emotional and just uh, think about what that what these people are going through. Yeah. And I was uh, talking to someone, I can't remember who it was, told me this morning that the International Bible Society have been working on a new modern language translation of uh, the Ukrainian New Testament um, uh, because the only um, Bible in Ukrainian was the, uh, the equivalent of our, like, our King James Version in kind of old 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 language all the oh modern, really yeah all the modern translations were in russian um, oh wow they've just completed the new testament in modern ukrainian um and they were just uh, about to send out print copies of it um, and when all this kicked off so they pushed it out through one of the bible apps um, and it's been downloaded tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of time just at this time um, wow all these uh, Ukrainian uh, folk are getting access to the Word of God in like modern Ukrainian. Um, That's really cool. amazing, isn't it? Which is really great. Um, yeah. So we continue to pray with and for um, Ukrainian people and the Russian people, and we'll do that a bit more, a bit more, a bit later. But it was a really good example, I thought, of how we can root our prayers in the Word of God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're going to have a couple of Bible readings tonight, and I'm going to read first from uh, Luke chapter 8. From Luke chapter 8, uh, beginning at the, uh, where are we going to start? Oh, verse 4. So verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. The farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. 
Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he'd said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, that was our first reading. You've got a reading for us too, Liz. What have you got? I have got, this is one of my favourite readings in the Bible, if not my favourite. Um, I've got Ephesians 3, um, verses 14 to 21. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power to, together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 A good reading. I do love that reading because there is so much richness in it. All of those superlatives, it's so, yeah, it just really takes you places. It's lovely. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of a video now of some thoughts I shared on this on Sunday morning, which was Mothering Sunday. Um, if you've got any comments or thoughts or questions that have occurred to you in the readings or as I'm talking, do put them on the comment stream. Liz will pick them up and feed them into our conversation afterwards. Um, and if you're catching up on podcast or on video later, do feel free to drop me an email, tim at allsaints-wellington.org with your thoughts and contributions. Uh, but now over to me. <laughs> uh, I hope. As we gather around the written word and listen to the spoken word, may we meet with the living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So, this morning, as Caroline said, we're thinking about being rooted. And I think I've got a picture. There we go. Of a tree with some roots. Isn't that impressive how far the roots go underground? And we talked about a little bit about being 
how those who mother us, we can be rooted in the love of those who mother us. And in that reading we've just had from Austin, it talks about being rooted and grounded in God's love. But just help us think about this. I wonder, do you know what roots do for a plant? Who's got any ideas what roots might do for a plant, Harriet? They suck up the water, don't they? So that the plant has enough water to be able to grow properly. What else do roots do? Beth? Keep them connected. Why is it important for a tree to stay connected to the ground? The wind might blow it over. Yeah, it was quite windy. We had lots of storms a few uh, months ago, didn't we? And some trees fell over, but most trees stayed up because they were rooted. They were kept stable in the ground. So there's uh, water. What else does it? What else does it bring up from the ground? Do you think? Any ideas? Any grown-ups got any ideas? Nutrients. That's right. Food. That's between you and me. <laughs> food. The things that go to make the thing grow. And there's one more thing which roots do, which actually, to be honest, scientists have only discovered properly over the last couple of years, last decade, maybe. Does anybody know? Pardon? I heard something from upstairs. Communicate. That's right. Yes. Did you know that trees can communicate? They haven't got mouths, but... If a tree in one part of the forest gets attacked by insects or bugs or something like that, they found out that other trees in the forest suddenly produce the chemicals in their body, to make, in, their, in, in their leaves and things, to make them less edible to those insects. And we've worked out what happens is that the tree that's getting attacked, it sends chemicals down through its roots, and then they get picked up by the roots of the other tree that knows then that there's a bug attack going on, and they have to get, make the... Their leaves not taste nice to bugs. Did you know that? Isn't that fantastic? Actually, trees communicate with each other through their roots. Now, we've been talking about being rooted in love. We've been talking about the roots that our mothers can give us. But over the last couple of months, we've been thinking about prayer, how we talk with God. And today, we're thinking about how our prayers, how our conversations with God can be rooted in the Bible, in God's word for us. How can a connection, a deep connection with the Word of God, nourish our prayers, um, keep them stable and strong, and help us to communicate? So, what's the next slide? What have we got? Oh, who knows what this is? Harry. Family tree. That's right. Has anybody had to do a family tree at school or at college? Yeah, when you were young. Yeah. Liz had to do it when she was young. Does anybody do those kind of ancestry.co.uk have gone work, research their family trees over many... Uh, yeah, look, various people down there. Why is this important? Who watches? What's it called? Um, what's that TV program? That, hmm? Who do you think you are? That's the one. Does anybody watch that? It's really important to us as human beings, isn't it, to know where we come from, what family we're part of. And one of the great things about reading the Bible is it tells us where we are in God's story. It tells us who we are in God's family. Let's have the next slide. So here you see, this is like a timeline of the Bible. If you read the whole of the Bible, it starts in creation with God creating everything. And then his relationship with the people of God through the Old Testament. And the promises he made to Abraham and to his family to put him in a promised land. And then all the story of how things went wrong in the kingdom of God and how they went off into exile in Babylon. And then how Jesus came. 
and brought that promise to the whole of humanity that we could be in God's family. It's a whole story, a whole big story that arches over the whole of history. And as we read the Bible, we find our place in God's story. And we find our place in God's family. And that means that we can talk with God about it. We can rely. We read about promises that God made in the past and the way that God kept them. And so when we pray, we can have faith that God's promises he makes to us now, that he's made to us in Jesus, going on into the future, he'll keep. So we can talk to God about that. We can ask him to do what he's promised to do. Now, the thing with that family tree is it only went backwards into the past, didn't it? It told us who our our ancestors were, our mum and dad and our aunties and uncles and all that kind of stuff. But actually, the Bible just doesn't tell us where we've come from, the history. It also tells us what's going to happen in the future. Anybody drawn a family tree with their their future on it? That would be a good trick, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So not only does the Bible tell us where we've come from, we can pray in the light of that, but it tells us where we're going. It tells us about God's kingdom that is going to come. And Jesus taught us to pray, didn't he? Your will be done. Your kingdom come. And we can pray that in the assurance and confidence it's going to happen because we read it in the Bible. Right, so what's my next slide? Oh, right, okay. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. So that's... One way the Bible helps us in our prayers, roots our prayers, because it roots us in the past. Now, it also gives us some keys. I need some help for this. Who can kind of give me help? Because I've got a problem. Who recognises this? Who's seen me carrying this around? Lots of people have seen me carrying this around. It's got all my stuff in it. But somebody's locked it up. Oh, no. And I've got all these basket of keys but I'm a bit stuck, really. Who might be able to come and help me, do you think? Tiffany, are you going to come and help me? Yeah, help. Is going to come and help? Yeah, come on, you come and help. I don't know, try it with the yellow boat. Yeah, come on, right, okay. So, guys, who's going to, who's going to have first go at picking a key? I have a lollipop. You've got a lollipop, haven't you, Tobias? That's lovely. Are you going to pick us a key? Which key do you think might work? That one. Are you going to try that key? Which one are you going to try that one in? Oh, no, that's not quite, that one quite doesn't quite fit. You keep hold of that one, though, because we don't want to get it mixed up with the others. Go on, what about you, Ezra? What do you reckon? This one. You're going to have that one. Do you think that one works? Um, no, it doesn't fit, does it? You hold on to that one, just in case. Who else wants to have a go? What are you going to go? No. Right, now, shall I give you a bit of a clue? Can you see, are these Wait. any particular colours? Yeah. What colour are they? Green. Oh. I think I might know which one's... Oh, look. I think this one might go into this one. Oh, why might it go into that one, do you think, um, Ethan? Because uh, the colour coordination. It's colour coordinated. Look, isn't that clever? We've got a yellow padlock with and a so yellow key. This one, this, this one goes into this one. That one goes into that one. That Very good. Go on, we've got a green. The one? Oh, there's, there's that one. Go on, who's going to do that one? The, We've got a green padlock with a green key and a purple padlock with a purple key. Oh, no, hold on a minute. Close. Go on, try again. Yay, we got it. Excellent. Well, everybody, can I have my keys back, please? Because they're important. Has everybody given me a key? If anybody uh, finds their child's brought them a key back, if I could have it at the end of the service, please, they're quite... Oh, look, and now I can get into my bag. Thank you very much, everybody. Big round of applause.
Okay. So, as well as putting us in the big story... Oh, thank you very much, Ezra. Very tidy-minded. Excellent, good. Sometimes the Bible can help us pray by giving us the right words. Now, I don't, really don't want to suggest that prayer is as easy as finding the right key to the right lock. But do you know what? Sometimes the things we face in life, we're not the first person to have been in that kind of situation. And actually, when we read the Bible, we find people who are in similar situations, and they, we find their prayers recorded. And sometimes that can be really helpful in our prayers, because we find a key that is the same colour as the problem we're facing in the Bible. And we can use those words to pray. They can really resource our prayers. It's great. This is an example of this. So, this is a story where Jesus was in earth, and this man came to see him and said, my, my daughter is ill. She's really poorly. She's dying. And Jesus went with him. But before he got there, messengers came and said, oh, don't bother the teacher. Your daughter's died. Jesus said, no, no, don't worry. She's asleep. And Jesus went upstairs to the little girl and she said, he, he said to her, Talitha Kum. Talitha was her name, and Kum means get up. Talitha Kum. And she got up, and she was healed. Now, probably about, ooh, five, ten years later, after Jesus had died and had returned to heaven, Peter, one of his friends, goes to a place uh, where she, he finds that a lady is there. Let's have the next picture. And this lady's name is Tabitha. And Tabitha has done loads of good work in the town, but she's died and all her friends are really upset. And they call Peter and say, come and pray for her. And all he says to her, all he prays is, Tabitha, get up. So when Jesus prayed, it was Talitha, get up. When Peter prayed it, it was Tabitha, get up. Because Jesus had taught him to pray. So he knew how to pray because he used the same kind of prayers and Tabitha was raised. And it's not always that easy, and it's not always that straightforward, but sometimes we find these patterns of prayer in the Bible, these words that we can use in our prayers. What have we got next? Even Jesus, when we read through the accounts of Jesus' life, we find him praying prayers from the Old Testament. When he was dying on the cross, we hear him cry out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. And that is the first line from Psalm 22. He's praying the Old Testament. He's praying the Bible, even in his most difficult times. And we can do the same. The prayers we use in church, many of them are based on Scripture. You might have noticed that this book that I'm using as a bit of a lectern as I walk around, what's it called? Bible Praying. This is a book full of prayers taken from the Bible for all different situations. We can find them all over the place. We've been talking about Mothering Sunday this morning, haven't we? There's just so many examples. When we read through the Bible, we find stories of women praying prayers of thanksgiving and joy because they've discovered they're pregnant or because they've just given birth. Mary and Elizabeth, they're really good examples from the New Testament. We find women praying prayers of distress and despair because either they can't have a baby or they've lost a baby all the different circumstances of motherhood. There are prayers, there are parts of the Bible where we can find, where we pray, where people are praying into those circumstances and we can find prayers to resource our prayers. 
I could go on and on and on about, if you just read through the Bible, you just find so many people praying, talking with God, and we can use those as examples for our own prayers. The most famous is perhaps the Lord's Prayer, which we're going to pray later. And that prayer that Ostina read for us, if you've got nothing else to pray for people, if you don't know how to pray for someone, you could pray Ephesians 3 for them. I pray that they'll be rooted and grounded in God's love. What would be a better prayer than that for anybody in any circumstance? There's loads there. So the Bible, we can be rooted in the story of God and find our place in it and pray with the confidence that brings. And we can find prayers that were examples and resources for us to pray. Hello. There we go. We're back. We're back. So, yes, if you're with us live and you want to comment, ask questions or reflect on anything, please do. Uh, Liz will pick those up. Yeah. Uh, catching up later, email us. Uh, but yes, for now, I want to have a bit of a 10 minutes or so of conversation about that and some of the themes and ideas that I, I, I highlighted. Liz, what, what struck you? What stood out for you? Um, there was a lot in there. I, like, I liked... Um... I really liked your keys example. <laughs> Using the keys from our outbuildings, I, I think. <laughs> I was very careful not to say that on the video in case somebody worked out the, the sheds at the vicarage were no longer padlocked. I don't, I don't think they'd want to nick anything in those sheds. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, no, um, I really like that because you talked about how um, they were unlocking because of colour coordination and how sometimes we find that resonance in the bible we find that um color coordination and um sometimes it's just what we need to hear and i think the whole thing of the overarching narrative of the bible and it not so many people now think that the bible is just an old ancient document that doesn't have any relevance to to us now they just think it's um you know perhaps a historical um interest or something like that but they don't really think that it means anything you know to our lives but I think when you when you see the whole picture of it um right from the start you realize that that you are you are included in this like you were saying that we we are rooted into this into this scripture um and like like in the Ephesians 3 verse you know be rooted and grounded in God's love and um, there's other verses that talk about how we're adopted into God's family um so we're, we're brought into that family we're brought into this big story um and I just I just love that whole thing of um yeah the, the story of the bible um and it being relevant to our lives now um and you know although it's like a library of how many books 66 books um I want to say yeah <laughs> 39 in the old testament 27 in the new and I only know that because of an old Ishmael song um, <laughs> that, you know, all those books um, are so cohesive together, I think. And I really love that, you know, they're all different, but they all play into this big story. Yeah, because elsewhere, um, another kind of agricultural metaphor picture Paul uses is the idea of us being of, of people being grafted into the um, uh, what olive tree or yeah, vine. vine of uh, God's people and that um, there's like the, the, the root is there um, mm -hmm. but we're grafted into it and we become part of that plant and um, 
I've got various plum trees and cherry trees, which are graft trees, um, and they've got one rootstock, which gives them vitality, and then the, the graft tree, which brings the fruitfulness. And that's mm. another whole thing that Paul plays with. Uh, but yeah, we're grafted into that rootstock. It's interesting. You, I, I was, I was in two minds about using that key illustration because I, I was just, I did. I'm a little bit wary of think, thinking. Okay, well, if you find the right verse to pray, then it'll magically solve everything. Mm. Um, and I, I, I didn't want. I really didn't want to give that impression, or that I think that, because um, I don't. Um, but I, I do think there are, there are situations where we find bits of the Bible which do seem to fit what we're going through and, and enable us to pray in a way which we couldn't otherwise. Mm. So I was a bit nervous about including that. No, I think it, I think it's a, just a really good explanation of how how the Bible does speak to us in, in ways that we might not expect and um, how we can find, you know, how we can find our place in it. And uh, yeah, and um, I was just thinking about the different ways in which the roots work for the trees like you started at the beginning in that sermon talking about how the roots um take up the connect to the ground and they keep stable keep us stable um so there's that idea of when we when we sink our roots deep into god we are we are more stable we're less likely to be shaken around by the storms of the world um we still get shaken by the storms of the world trees still get shaken around and sometimes they get a little bit broken and we do but um the, the the deeper our roots go the more that we can rely on god and and find that kind of connection mm. um and then the other one of the other things you talked about was nutrition and um just how we take you know the, the tree takes the water but the nutrition the nutrients in the soil as well and that's what we we need so much of to well, I need so much of just to get through life. I need those um, to sink those new, find those nutrients from God and from the Holy Spirit and from the Bible, just in order to keep me going and to keep me growing as well. Um, so I'm not just stagnating. Um, and then I like I like that whole new thing about them communicating to one another. That, I'd never heard of that before. <laughs> in uh, it, trees communicate to one each other and they sort of tell each other if. Um, you know, if something's going on or something's wrong, I think that's really cool. And uh, I just, I don't know, I was just, my mind was just playing with that little bit as well about how we can help you. Well, we're rooted into God, but we could be rooted into each other as well and helping one another and communicating to one another, encouraging and building one another up. Yeah. So. It's interesting how, how even in parts of creation where we don't, we don't see it on the surface how much God has built communication and community into the very fabric of um, creation. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the interrelatedness and, and connection of things even, and I'm, I'm, I'm going off on one now, but even to the way in which um, gravity works, the fact that objects which are millions and millions of miles from each other away from each other have have an effect on each other mm -hmm. um, there's just something really intrinsic to the nature of creation is connectiveness mm -hmm. um, in the same way as there is in the trinity between god father son holy spirit the other thing i was thinking about just looping back to that um the, how we're using the bible in prayer because very often um, when we're talking about the bible in prayer we're talking about when we listen to god we find 
God speaking to us through the words that we read, but actually we can pray God's words back to God as well. So the Bible's useful in both both directions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really true. And I find that a lot of the Psalms especially are really good for that. They can, you know, you can use them in your own prayers and you, you can use them, you know, to speak to your situation. I, I, I so often look at Psalms like Psalm 121. You know, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And, um, you know, Psalm 23 that a lot of people know, well, the Lord's my shepherd and I shall not want. And there's a lot of Psalms like that that really speak to us. But there's a lot of Psalms that that we can use to worship as well and reflect back to God and to say thank you. But also, you know, like um, Psalm 63, is it, that says, um, I thirst for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Mm. You know, I've seen you in the sanctuary. Your love is better than life. And those are kind of worshipping God. But I think there's also Psalms that speak to our experiences because they're Psalms that are questioning and asking God what's going on. And um, I think they're really powerful as well. And sort of saying, help. I don't really get this and it's really hard, but, um, but I'm going to praise you anyway. And I think those are, yeah, all of those different psalms speak to our experiences in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's was it the Good News Bible? Well, some editions of the Good News Bible used to have a section at the back where you could look up how you were feeling, and it would give you suggestions for Bible passages to read. It's Gideon's Bible, but the Good News might do that as well. But I know the Gideon's Bible does that. You know, the one they handed out at schools. Oh, that might be the one then. That might be yeah. remembering. Does anybody else on the street, anybody else listening remember that? Any other comments or thoughts coming Um up? So just a couple. Um, Becky says, I love the explanation of the tree roots and what they do and how we can use that analogy to root ourselves in prayer to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really love that. Um, Ali says, I love how the New Testament, no, I love how the Old Testament flows through the new yes yes because so often sometimes people think the old testament doesn't have much to do with the new testament because god might look a little bit different in some of the stories and it's a bit difficult in some of the stories but we see some real flowing there and some roots and things like that and um, that's really good and she also says i was thinking about how a tree only produces fruit when it's rooted and stable in its growth and guess we are the same when we're rooted in god mm. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it's not that those trees are not going to um, get fruit are they if they're uh, if they're poorly rooted or if they're kind of ripped up or no by a storm a really good example of that we were given an apple tree um when we moved here which is five years ago um and I, I thought it was a patio tree rather than a plant in the garden tree. So I've had it in a, in pots. And for the first three or four years, it was just in a, a pot that was far too small. I big, put it on a bigger patio planter last year. But even so, it's still very small. And each year it has about one very small apple on it. Basically, its roots haven't, it's not got enough root to be a proper tree. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah. I think I'm actually going to have to plant it out in the garden and encourage its roots to 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 spread because mm. if I ever want it to grow properly or to 
to have any apples on it. Yeah, it needs room to grow and, and we need room to grow. We need time to grow. And that, that kind, kind of room to grow, I think, is very much found in um, us taking time with God and allowing ourselves to have that room. Yeah. So we're not going to grow without that. Um, Becky says, oh, Becky says she's got a Gideon's Bible and she's looked at the front where it guides you to the prayer that relates to what you need. So yeah, the Gideon, Gideon Bible did that. And there might be some others that do that as well, I guess. Yeah. I, was, I, I was On Sunday, I was trying to find a copy of a Good News Bible and in my large collection of Bibles, I don't seem to have a Good News Bible. I know. Oh, it. isn't there one in the di isn't there one in the dining room? I thought there was. Oh, that's where the rest of the Bibles are. Because I'm sure my really ancient Good News Bible with all the little illustrations. You keep talking. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that... Um, yeah, I think the Good News Bible might have had that. Yeah, do join in on the stream and tell us about any Bibles that you know of that have um, lists of things to do when you are feeling like you need it. Yeah, so I don't think we've got any more of the anything else on the stream. Um, but do join in and let us know what you think. Oh, here he is, he's found one. Here we go. Yes, you see, this is, I knew I had one. This is, those of you who can see, this is my Bible from when I was uh, yeah. uh, younger. And um, <laughs> just a bit. The stickers are all stickers that I won uh, in sword drill competitions, which is where you have competitions to see who can find a Bible verse the quickest. And I was quite right, because in the front of it is, here we go. The Bible can help us today where to look when you are. Ah, oh, they go. So you're remembering rightly. Spiritual questions, personal goals. If you're aiming confidence or join living, all kinds of things you can pray. Yeah, there you go. I knew I wasn't making up. So anyway, sorry, I found that. And so of course, of course, if you Google it, there's loads of lists like that now. Um, yes, to be found on the internet. No, the internet wasn't around. <laughs> That's how old I am. It really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. It's another five years before anybody heard of the internet. Just to five. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably wasn't near enough. Exactly five years. Okay. Yeah. Anybody wants to know where I lived when I was 12? No, not even that old, 10. I know where you lived when you were 10. But that's not really surprising. <laughs> Not the address and postcode, you don't. No, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we've got a bit distracted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tangent. Yeah. This is a problem with an old married couple leading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, lots of examples of that. We're going to have a bit of a time to reflect further on that. Um, and in a moment, Liz is going to lead us in prayer and put some of this into practice. Uh, before we get there, we've got a bit of music to... Um, lead us into prayer if I can find it here we go yeah so uh, let me share let me kill that and let me share my screen here we go
Okay, let's pray together. Um, as we pray tonight, we're going to use the, the acronym that we usually use, which is the PRAY acronym, which is pause, rejoice, ask and yield. So let's just pause for a moment. Let's just think about the, the line from that song, be still and know that I am God. Let's take a moment to, to rejoice and to thank God. Lord, we thank you that you are God. We thank you, Lord, that you flow um, your fountains of abundance over us. Thank you for your word, which... Ah, yeah, it draws us close to you, which communicates something of who you are to us and gives us ways of communicating back. Mm. Thank you for the gift of your word, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, I thank you that your word is a great overarching story. And Lord, that we are brought into that story. It doesn't stand apart from us. It's relevant to us. And we are a part of it. We are brought into it. Thank you. Thank you that you've adopted us into your family, that we are your children, mm. that we, we know who we are in you. Yeah. We are your beloved children, your beloved sons and daughters. Mm. Now let's um, move on to the ask part of the uh, the acronym just bring our prayers to god and our requests our intercessions lord i want to um pray for everybody who was um on that video tonight um praying and um speaking out psalm 31 in ukraine and pray for all of them and all of their families and everybody there who, who is suffering because of what is happening there, that's just unbelievable. But Lord, we bring them to you and we bring those Christians to you who were speaking out your word, who were rooting their story in your word, even in this really difficult time. Lord, I pray that they will find comfort in you, find consolation, find protection. Lord, I just pray... Um, that they will know you really close at this really difficult time. Mm. Mm. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would show us by your Holy Spirit new ways of rooting our prayers in your word. That your word would become more and more alive to us. Mm -hmm. That we would mine deeper and deeper into the riches you give us. Mm -hmm. And that you would you would move our, our prayer lives on, our desire to prayer, pray. Mm 
Her experience of prayer that, it, that we would see things shifting, Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. Lord, I want to um, lift up um, anyone who's hurting because they really find it difficult to understand what what family means and when we talk about family in in the Bible and um, your family. Perhaps people find it difficult because of their own family situation or because of a um, difficult situation growing up or anything, Lord, that's, that's brought them to, to hurt in that area. Lord, I really want to pray that you would comfort them and bring them your peace. And more than anything, Lord, would you just reassure them that they are joined into your family and that they are loved by you so overwhelmingly loved. Yeah. And um, Alice asks that we pray for Tim's back. So Father, we just lift up Tim to you now. We pray for your healing and for your, just your hand upon him, Lord. Take away the pain. And help him to sleep tonight. And we pray for Becky's friend, Millie, whose mum has cancer, is really struggling. We pray, Lord, for your hand upon that family, Lord. May they know your consolation, your peace and your healing, Lord. And Sarah's asked that we pray for Amy and her family who lost her father to COVID last year, whose mother has cancer and in her final stages. So Lord, we lift this family up to you. Um, and we especially lift up Amy to you in this um, really difficult time. Lord, I pray that she will she'll be reassured by your presence and reassured by your love. And I pray for her mother as she just goes through these last stages. Lord, I pray for peace. Pray for closeness to you. Amen. Amen. And so finally, um, we finish by saying yes, by yielding to God. So for that, I'm just going to read this one verse again from Ephesians 3. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and know this love that surpasses knowledge so that you will be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thank you all for your contributions, folk. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, we are continuing to think and pray about uh, how we're going to be doing shifts um, after Easter. Mm -hmm. uh, it would really help us to know exactly who is uh, dialing in when not on live. So if you're if you're one of those shy people who are watching or listening but don't email or don't put things on the comment stream, but you're there and you value shift and you want it to continue, you want to be able to keep accessing it like this please do get in touch with me email me tim at allsaints-wellington.org 
um, and let me know you're out there because otherwise we won't know and we won't know that we need to bear you in mind when we're making decisions about what we're doing after Easter. So please do get in touch, Tim at allsaints-wellington.org. And do be praying for us as the team uh, think and consider what we're going to be doing after Easter. That'd be really great. Uh, but I think that's probably about it for this evening. Um, we will be back next week when we will be doing our final session um, from Intimate with the Ultimate. We'll be thinking about revolutionary prayer. Um, this Saturday, uh, Gerard Kelly, who is one of the co-authors of the book, will be in Wellington uh, do some teaching and some workshops around this. We are hoping to be able to live stream chunks of that on Facebook. So even if you're not in Wellington and you want to hear what Jared has to say about some of this stuff, uh, dial into Facebook uh, here and it'll be live and then catch up later. So we'll... do, do we know which chunks of it are we doing the morning or afternoon or just bits during the day? Bits we can. So yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I think everything apart from the workshops, so all the teaching sessions and the worship sessions will be online. Okay. Uh, that'll be most most of it from between kind of nine and four. So yeah, dip in and out of that. Fabulous. Lucky Liz might be keeping an eye on the comments stream if she and she might say hello. Ooh. I haven't asked her that in advance. I've just lumped her on there. I was like, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. So yeah, well you will. Well, you can just have your phone on, can't you? Lovely. Great. That's sorted then. Right. Uh, <laughs> good to spend some time with you all. Uh, say good night, Liz. Good night, Liz. Uh, good night for me. Goodbye and God bless. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>